Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Yeah, well, we all read about ourselves in your weirdly long melodramatic emails to your sister, who you might notice never responds, take a hint. She's dead. I pretend to write her emails as a journaling device. You wretched, invasive little gremlin! Okay, why don't we just call that rock bottom? Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Well, well, well. It looks like Jeff Winger auto paid his car insurance. And Annie's book club has a meeting tomorrow. Where did you guys find the bad stuff? Steven, I feel like on our program here, we're nothing if we're not truth tellers, right? We it's come true. here to share the news, and there's a a uh, a local news story that's going on that I am very interested in. Okay, hit hit me with it. I'm out of touch with the local happenings on of Madison County. Is no it's Noblesville. That's not Madison County, but it's close enough. Let's Are we'll, there bridges there? All that and more in a moment. Hello everyone. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Hello. You're here. We're here. I'm here. I'm also here. I'm glad you're here, <laughs> Stephen. I'm very glad that you're here. Steven is is really my my security blanket, mm-hmm. my 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 teddy bear that I hold ever so close to me in these trying times. And I do cover your body every night with every night, just covered. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, welcome to the program, everyone. I'm glad you've joined us. We're here for another week to talk about community here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Hello, everyone out there. I'm one, Steven is two. <laughs> uh, except for... I don't remember the fucking date. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Steven, and all cops are bad. <laughs> Put lightly. I yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. We've got to start out... The program, of course. Shouting out our $10 and up lovely patrons over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people, of course, are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Brian Thurman, Planeswalker Prez, and Brandon Fulkemer. We couldn't do it without them, could we? No, we couldn't. Uh, I want to give a special shout out because I think okay. this episode comes out tomorrow's Danny's birthday. Happy birthday, Danny. I love you. Aw. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. She didn't pay enough to get more than, than a short message. If you want a speech from Steven on your birthday, you gotta you gotta add a little extra to your patronage. You gotta show. You gotta you gotta, you gotta scratch show it our out. chin. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And of course, we wouldn't be able to do anything without our proud, exhausted, exas- exacerbated mm-hmm. community papa at communities on Twitter. Very thankful for the support, the love. The tummy pats that we get from our beloved over at Communities on Twitter. You know, all cops are bad, but not all bads are are not all dads are cops. And the my the baddest cop daddy of all, uh, who makes sure to be you know a little extra gentle when he handcuffs us. Uh, all cops are bad, with. and all communities are bad dads. <laughs> Uh, my favorite boy in blue, uh, Communi's dad, love ya. Hope you make it home tonight. So in Noblesville, there's a store that opened apparently two years ago that got a cease and desist from the city of Noblesville to, like, shut their store down. Mm -hmm. This place is called My Inner Baby. Oh! It's a, in quotation marks, medical supplies store that that uh that heavily features uh different uh, uh childlike designs on adult sized diapers and all kinds of uh, adult baby clothing for, wow. for those looking to find their their inner child on a and more physical level. They stayed open for level, two years. They had more, enough business on a to more, support themselves on a more physical level. <laughs> For two years? Whether it be a kink or a sexual or otherwise. Yes. I'm just a big man I'd who's like to have the debate. incontinent. There's actually, have a debate? If you uh, pull up... It's not showing here. There was, like, a picture on the news article of, like, the couple whose store it is. Mm-hmm. And they're... Uh, in the background... They have, like, baby blocks that spell out... A B D L next to the register, and it means a, it's a thing called adult baby diaper lovers. Wow, that's so. This is like what this store is, and it's both argued kind of in a furry sense that mm-hmm. sure for a, a facet of people it's sexual, but for a facet of other people it like I was reading Facebook comments of of like outraged white people and then people who are like. No, I'm able to leave all my adult stresses when I put on my when my I put on my, my baby diaper and my onesie. What do you think? 
You know, there's a Law and Order episode about this kink when I was a child, so I was okay. exposed to me as at a young age. Um, you know, here's here's where I stand on this. You know, obviously we don't kink shame in this. Show, I think. Well, I brought we it up shame. because I, I brought it up because I think it's important that we do take a public stance on this yeah. issue. Uh, so, what's your stance? I think that anything where any of the sexual partners pretend to be a child is weird to me. That's a no go in my book. Sure. You know, furries is one thing. We're both animals in the situation. That's true. It's usually like, but I think the the point. I'm not sure what what stance I take on this. Uh, I think it's pretty weird. I think the store is pretty weird. I think dressing up like a kid is pretty weird. Yeah. I think dressing up like a kid to potentially have someone else not acting like a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Sounds pretty bad. But now, I, if they're both babies. Is and it okay? Or if they truly do just like to put on their diaper and onesie and shit their pants and crawl around their yeah, house. Yeah, do that. To feel calm. That's where, like, my other hand is it's extremely weird, but uh, it's not inherently pedophilic. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it, if, if you make a, it... It's not a long line to, yeah. to walk to get it there. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think the store should stay open or it should close? Um, I... Is there enough baby kink business in Noblesville to keep a brick and mortar fetish store open? A quick browse of their website uh, explained that, like, they are the number one national distributor for several brands. Wow. (laughs) That's a big deal. You you should see it. It's like huge ass packages of diapers that have, like, (laughs) these are the nighttime ones and these are the. Base ones. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think the store should stay open. Let the freaks have their fun. And of course, if you show up to my inner baby in the month <laughs> of August and mention Zach and Steven, you'll get a free pacifier at checkout. <laughs> can, can we like release a brand of pacifiers with like our face on the end of it? But it's specifically adult baby pacifiers. They're big. They're huge. They're <laughs> fucking big. I, I've never met anyone who could fit one <laughs> of these in A baby could not mouth. fit this in their mouth. It's not for kids. I don't know what my... I just thought it was so funny and bizarre. That's and, wild. And there is a little bit of an argument of maybe people are just poo-pooing something they don't understand. That I think it was a funny enough topic to bring up. And yeah, so no, I, I, I Let feel us know what you're thinking about my inner baby. Zach it, wants it open. I want it closed. Go to online. Be an adult. Well, I really think, seriously, the question to ask is, does it cause harm to children? Imagine I don't kid, think it does. Timmy comes home a week early from camp and sees his dad in a baby diaper Look, getting railed by I his mom. would <laughs> Oh god, I don't know how <laughs> I've never put our show as explicit. I would absolutely <laughs> rather some weirdo rail Matthew from TGI Fridays while he's dressed up in a little onesie <laughs> than anyone do any damage to a child. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> But I still do take issue with those pretending to be a child mm-hmm. in their sexual intercourse because that means that at least one of them is into that. It's like the whole like there was a video. It's that, like the whole what? <laughs> it's like the I'm whole excited. thing where like there's like a couple, but somebody's like the little and they pretend to be like. Cause there's one th- dub and Sam. Do your thing. Dom, do, not dub and Sam. Uh, 
Yeah, Dom Dub and Som in the morning were big fans. <laughs> yeah, do your thing with that. That's yeah. all well and good. Yeah. But when someone's like, I'm a little four-year-old, and I'm going to put your dick in my mouth. Like, that's too <laughs> much for me. <laughs> I, think I that's, just want that's right bad. now on the record. I want your spoken <laughs> consent to publish that on the internet. You got it. <laughs> Rip that sound by somebody. To somebody clip that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, and I think so do we. <laughs> so I at think the end of the day, if you're gonna dress up as a baby because it's a stress relief thing and you're gonna shit your pants by yourself or with other babies shitting their pants. That's but fine. you think any type but if of anybody sexual in that room is not a fucking baby, you're done. <laughs> so you think it's okay if it's a sexual act, but they're both dressed up like little babies? Well, no, I but think that they can. If it's if it's purely poop, Zach. <laughs> you know, some people get high, some people drink, some people, some people shit poop. their pants. Some yeah. people like to poop. And honestly, which does the least amount of damage? <laughs> not the poop, because you got to clean that up. Yeah, you do have to. Well, you don't have to clean it up much because you've got the diaper strapped to you. Well, you got to clean yourself. Yeah. Well, that's why you need the big. That's why you need an adult. But if All the right, ass well, wiping I think turns it's time sexual. to talk about this week's episode of Community. Do they just go through, like, bottles of Aquaphor? What? That's for, uh, you put it on baby's on butt for diaper rash. I put Aquaphor, like, when I get a. Yes, get, exactly. Covering. Like a cold sore or something. Yeah, you can also put it on, put it on a tattoo after you. I can get put it. it on. I can put it on my my sore little butthole. I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah, you a can. tip going in the book. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what a way to start a podcast. Are you in the mood to talk about community, my friend? I'm in the mood for something. I hope that's it. All right. Well, strap on your your little chuggies adult diaper. Because <laughs> it's a time Pampers to talk girl. about. I can't. Season six, episode six of Community, the sixth episode of the final season. It's basic email security. It was directed by Jay Chandra Sakar, who's also Woo! appearing in the episode. We like that guy. Uh, he directed a lot of Community episodes. Prior to this, he did Mixology Certification, One Intro to Political Science, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts, The First Chang Dynasty, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking, introduction to teaching basic story and after this one more episode this season basic rv repair and palmistry the episode was written by matt roller he wrote one other episode of community in his tenure on the show and that was advanced advanced dungeons and dragons so a pretty oh, I good like that one one other episode to write and this one originally aired on yahoo screen on april 14th 2015 wow uh, let's see april 14th 2015 what was i doing well, I know what you were doing about six days later. Uh, not in 2015. Oh, that was sorry. That would have been 2016. It's true. <laughs> uh, uh, what I wanted to bring up is that we were gonna record this episode a week ago. Mm-hmm. We went through the motions like we usually do to record this podcast a week ago. Um, so we've had another week to think about this episode. We had a power outage last week that kept us from recording. So I've had another week to think about this episode, and I watched it again. So I feel like my relationship to this episode right now in this moment is a little different from any episode we've ever talked about well, before Well, I've on the seen show. this episode now twice as many times yeah. as I normally do. So. Right. Which is two times. Yes. Well, let's dive into it. Let's do some trivia. I've got... 
seven questions for you that were all written a full calendar week ago. I've got seven for you. Six were written a week ago. One was written today. Well, I'll go first. Go for it. I just feel like it. How much did booking Gupta Gupti Gupta cost? 700. Good job. Uh, what publication published the highlights of the Lunch Lady's emails? Was it the Greendale Gazette? That's my Oh, guess. you know it was. Because they've used it before. I didn't even really know. Uh, what does Jeff use his Greendale email for? Uh, porn subscriptions mm-hmm. and uh, some kind of mailing list. Is it? Uh, improv group. Uh, improv group. Yeah. Something that I that like struck me weird is he says, "What? I don't care if it gets leaked. I only use it for porn subscriptions and stuff." And then he's like, "Well, do you ever look at your personal email?" And the thing that makes him upset is when he's like, "Well, do you ever look at boobies on there?" Yeah. So you don't care if they leak all your porn subscriptions, but you do care if they leak the couple of times you looked at boobies on your other one. But also, how would him looking at boobies yeah. pop up in his? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, what do the flyers in the press conference say? Oh, man. I have no idea. Mm, they say, comedy tonight, live on stage. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Annie call Chang in the reveal sequence? It's like a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, really goes in. accusatory name calling. Like a... You. You. Pervy. No. Nope. White guilt. Uh, light switch liquor. Light switch. You He's light, light switch, switch liquor. liquor. Um, what movie doesn't Annie understand? Uh, that's one of my, that's my next question, actually. It's okay. Donnie Darko. You ever seen Donnie Darko? No, there was a time when I was starting to get into film when I was like 14, 15, and I was watching mm-hmm. like 500 Days of Summer and shit like that. Yeah. You know, like when you first think, oh, movies are really good. Mm-hmm. And I never got to that one, and I still never have. I it's fear fine. I won't get it either. Did you get it? Do you think you got it? Yeah, it's not really hard to get, I don't think. Yeah, all right. It's a depressed white guy. It's the same thing as every movie, you know? My turn? Uh, sure. How much money does Jeff have on Chapstick Lesbian? Uh, 300? Yes. Nice. Uh, how much is Frankie suing her father for? It wasn't much. It was less than $100. Was it... I have two guesses. I'm gonna go with $80. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. You My got other it. guess was 30 uh, uh, okay. What year did Elroy first get a Christmas email? 2007? Good job. We're doing wow. pretty good. Holy shit. You didn't get 100%, but we've been getting mm-hmm. them pretty good. Yeah. I didn't get one of yours either, the flyer one. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're doing well. How long has it been since Gupta Gupti Gupta got to perform at a school? Hmm. I don't remember if he if he notates it by number of schools or by period not. of time. Period okay. of time. Eight months? Ooh, you're so close. I'll give How you much? one more guess. Ten months? Oh, wrong direction. We're looking for six months. Okay. Sorry, um, w- Go for it. Your next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is actually my last question. Oh, boy. What names can you recall that Kikowski gives for the hacker? Not a one. Not one? Oh, you can try. Easy Riders. That's uh, not one of them attacks. in that moment. Nope. Big Dick... Delatage. Okay, we've got, well, his real name is Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, String Cheese Hustler. Nice. Fart Mitzvah. Ah, that was a good one. Skull and Boners 88. Ooh. My personal favorite, Frozen Sucked. <laughs> and Captain Titties. Captain Titties. Uh, what year did Leonard steal Garrett's girlfriend? Uh, that's one of my favorite funny moments, but I'm not going to look. 
2009. 2009. You got it. One more for you. Okay. Uh, softball. Who did Marvel pin in creatively with the Avengers? They really pinned in Joss Whedon creatively this time. I'm sure that'll go great. Yeah. <laughs> you like Joss Whedon? You're not supposed to anymore. You into Firefly? I never... Um, Steven, if you have to ask me if I've... I'm the type of person oh, that if I any sci-fi. I'm the type of person that if I've watched it, I will have talked about it a lot. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so now we're gonna move on into what the great people, the fans of you can't disappoint a podcast, what they have to say this week about basic email security. What we got? Okay, first emails from our uh, leather daddy himself. Not sure if I'd call him a fan. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, hi, he's, he's here to plug his own stuff. Hi, guys. Uh, we talked to Jay Shandra Shakar about this episode, and he said the idea of him being the comic happened while they were shooting it. And if I remember correctly, Charlie wasn't happy with this episode at all. Charlie Puth, the singer? Who's Charlie? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Charlie was real mad Wait, about this Neil's one. what's Neil's real name? Oh, Charlie Koontz. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, they... Uh, so this is Neil's last episode of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Coons actually tweeted us. Did you see that? When I posted that we were doing this episode, he tweeted us to say that this was his last episode. Wow. Uh, and I believe, well, I mean, I concur that, not concur, I deduce. Mm. I deduce that, you know, he was on CSI Cyber at this point. He was a regular on a different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, and they had him come back to this show that he's fondly remembered on for him to sit down and get called fat like eight yeah. times by Jay Shander Sakar and Which nothing not else, great. just about. Um, yeah, he wasn't happy this episode at all. He agreed to come back, but not for that joke slash ending. This is also the episode where we find out Vicky's family. We find out Vicky's family and possibly the end of Hickey. Vicky's family? That's what it says. says I don't know the Vicky's the family one. Where we find out Vicky's family and possibly the end of Hickey. I'm not sure I know. Th- well, what he's referencing are things in the emails that flashed through the screen, like the lunch ladies' uh, emails. Because one of them is about Hickey, like, funeral uh, uh, planning. Oh, shit. So Hickey's dead. Mm. Walt, Walt finally got him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Walt finally did. <laughs> Just shut the f*** up and let me die. <laughs> Uh, my MVP, it's Elroy. That up-to-date shirt was hilarious. Have a great one, guys. Communies, Matt. Thanks, Bobby. Um, here's some trivia. Okay. Uh, what's the Let's original name the hacker well. gave? It's not titties. I remember that the screen had a bunch of Zs that the Dean wasn't going to yeah, pronounce. Yeah, there's a 69 so in it. I don't remember. Hmm. Next. How much did Goopta Goopty Goopta cost? 700. Well, he did not cost that much money. Yeah, His, he'll take him, a lot less. Yeah, he... he charge that much to appear at your school to buy him the person a a lot less (laughs) yeah name two other aka's of the hacker well Uh, i had frozen sucked yeah skull and boners 88 i think was one of them about string cheese hustler Mm -hmm. captain titties uh answers elite fleet 69 was the Mm. first name uh $700, $700, and it was Elite Fleet 69, String Cheese Hustler, Fart Mitzvah, Skull and Boners 88, Frozen Sucked, and Captain Diddy. Thanks, Dad. Uh, next email's from Artie. Yay. 
Uh, hi, Steven and Zach. I didn't write for last week's episode on Law of Robotics and Party Rights because yeah, I couldn't noticed. find the time to watch it before giving thorough be- feedback on it. So, to summarize what I might have sent in the email on it, boo, it sucks. Fair enough. What? The A plot, bad. You liked that episode. B-pod. Blad. Bad. Is there a C plot? I don't know because I skip this episode more often than I skip the Schmitty one. It's really that bad of an episode. The prison iPad episode. It wasn't that wow. bad. I didn't think it was that bad. No. Damn. Yeah, Artie's got some feel. I, although Artie, I do give you points because I also hate the Schmitty episode more than most things in this planet. Um, basic email security, however, is a lot better. The episode as a whole is not necessarily among community's best, but minute ten to minute eighteen is an absolute masterpiece and probably the best eight consecutive minutes of the whole of season six. There was a pretty good stretch of time in this episode but when they're all yelling at each other. It's hard to not be fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. It's always fun watching the ensemble break down and turn on each other, only to come out relatively unscathed, as they have done in cooperative calligraphy in Season 2 and cooperative cooperative polygraphy in Season 5. And I guess the puppet episode of Season 4, but that wasn't done particularly well. Agreed. Maybe they should have called this episode Cooperative Email Security to signpost that this was the part of the trilogy without Abed having to point it out in the episode. Um, My top three quotes from the amazing cafeteria scene are... um, Annie, I don't think I'm jumpy enough if my friends can steal my blood um, on Jeff writing to astronauts. They're national heroes, Elroy. Yes, they are. Leave them alone. (laughs) Um, Abed, Chang was our teacher, Frankie and Elroy. What? And then Chang, that's right. And frankly, I haven't been well utilized since. Um, And then I also really like the moment where Jeff threw a chair. It definitely awoke something in me. Season six, Jeff can get it. That's fair. I'll give you that. Sure can. If I were in the room, I'd probably be like, ooh. I'd be um, that chair. Yeah. Ooh, throw me. Uh, outside of those eight minutes, the rest of the episode was okay, but slow moving at times. Although I thought it was funny when both Britta and Chang get up to leave at the start when the dean says the police are here about our computers being hacked. Um, I wasn't keen on the choice to make the racist comedian incredibly unfunny. It seems like a writer's choice to send the message that racist comedians are incompetent at what they do, but male comedians who spew bigoted nonsense with well-delivered hooks have been dominating TV for a while now. The show itself showcases some off-color yep. humor that are sometimes well-done and sometimes cringe-inducing. It seemed a bit holier-than-thou and performative to make this supposedly well-known comedian deliberately rubbish. Well said. Um, the episode MVP has to be Britta for me. Her moral conviction drives the storyline. If she hadn't have decided to sacrifice her right to privacy, you wouldn't have found out that Annie was tested for amphetamines because she was extra jumpy or see Elroy in that up to the minute 2015 shirt. Also, Britta's activism and feminism throughout the show is decidedly clumsy and performative, but this one is this is one of the few times where I haven't found it annoying. She got to step into the reluctant leader role and give a winger speech that left me thinking, good for her. She Britted the hell out of that. I completely disagree. Yeah, I think it's a terrible Britta episode. Just um, because I don't think Britta would ever be like, let's defend this awful racist comedian. I get the free speech mm-hmm. argument, and we'll talk about that, but I think Britta would have been like, yeah, this guy sucks. Why did we have him come yeah. in the first place? Um, also, and this might be a bummer uh, to end an email on, but I sometimes write to my mom in my notes app as a journaling device because of Frankie's revelation. It actually yeah. helps. That's Can't, not a bummer. That's incredibly sweet. Yeah. Can't that, wait to listen to your thoughts on this one, Artie. That's really sweet. It's very sweet, especially if this episode is what spurred that idea. Very, yeah. very sweet. Good on yeah. you, Artie. If you Great didn't email get it from this always. episode, don't do it anymore. But if you got it from community, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Artie, for writing in. We missed you two weeks ago. I ride to Steven every day. All the things (laughs) I'll never get to say. Yeah. Uh, Hey, guys. 
I really enjoyed this one. The episode is riffing on the Sony email leaks from mm-hmm. around this time, so it almost feels like South Park making fun of the current events of the week. You familiar with that, the specific incident? Do you want to talk about that? I was going to bring it up later. Yeah, bring it up. What is what is that? It's that movie, The Interview, with James Franco and Seth Rogen that was about yeah. North Korea, and they got and there was a Sony leak where they leaked all kinds of shit as a scare tactic to get them to not release the movie. And then they didn't release the movie in theaters. They just released it on Netflix or something. And I'm not exactly sure entirely what the, what the, what community's stance on that issue is. Mm -hmm. You know, like, do we, the argument at the time was, do they take the movie out of theaters because of a threat or, and just let their shit get leaked for the statement, kind of like what this episode's saying, but uh, a lot, the stakes are much different. Right. Mm -hmm. In in real life, it wasn't like this incredibly racist, awful movie. It was a movie that was criticizing North Korea. Yeah. Um, So the question was, do we give in to these hackers or or do we make a statement by releasing the movie? And eventually they kind of like did half both. Yeah. It didn't seem like they really worked out too well for them. Yeah. Um, Did you ever watch that movie, The Interview? Yeah, I've seen it. It wasn't that good because I remember. Do you remember the controversy around it? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and if I rem- I don't remember this so well, but there was a leak, and I'm pretty sure some big films were leaked online before they hit theaters, like as a part of all that. Oh, because really? Because they still released the movie on streaming or whatever. Yeah, I I didn't think it was that good. It wasn't that good, but the discourse around it was really interesting at the mm-hmm. time. And this episode is pretty directly referencing that, even though I'm not sure how successfully they really say anything opinion wise about it. Yeah. Or, like, um, how good the allegory they draw is. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know about the actual leaks is there were some horrible The Amazing Spider-Man 2 ideas from Sony executives in there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, was it to not kill <laughs> Emma Stone at the end? Um, Officer Kukowski and his amazing line delivery make a hilarious return here. The actual secrets revealed are pretty funny and true to the characters, and Frankie dealing with the group's awfulness is especially great. Also, we get the return of Neil and a fantastic set from... Wow. You know, Brandon, I'm going to give you a pass here because you said Goopty Goopty Goopta, which is a little bit culturally insensitive of you. Uh, Goopta Goopty Goopta. How can he be racist? Listen yeah, to his name. If you're going to say if you're going to say the culturally insensitive name, you better say it right. Otherwise, you yourself are the are racist. Are culturally right? insensitive. Yeah, yep. Get it together. Uh, Frankie's dead let's sister not, reveal. Let's not call our listeners racist. Okay. Sure. You did say you'd give him a pass. Yeah. I think I did. as the I white guy, I, I'll give him a pass. <laughs> All right. You're, Zach you're says it's clear. okay. You're in the clear. He makes the rules. You're fine, Brandon. I'm the voice of the pod. Bram- is it Brandon or Bramden? I always thought it was Brendan. Brendan? Brendan. Is that not how it's spelled? I thought it was just read exactly as it's spelled. Brendan. <laughs> Correct us, Brendan, please. Yeah. Get it. Can you send in a voice note? Yeah, give us give us a phonetical spelling. <laughs> uh, trivia: Why does Chang stand with the rest of the group? He thinks they're gonna go see the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Elroy wearing a 2015 shirt? Well, because they said his clothes were outdated, so he wore something. What up does to the he minute. say when he first comes in? Something about his outfits not being up to mustard or something like that. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, how did the group steal Annie's blood? Well, she gave it to them. For the Human Genome Project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, how much is Frankie suing her father for? $80. $80. I'm going to answer them all. Um, which famous exactly people does for. Jeff write to? 
Uh, astronauts. astronauts. Okay, answers. Um, he thinks they're going to see the Avengers. Number two, Elroy's wearing that shirt because Chang made fun of his house guest era Sinbad wardrobe. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Is Brandon like 12? Why? Because he said this is a real movie and actor from 1995, apparently. He didn't know who Sinbad or House Party was? House Guest. House Guest. Sorry, different things. Different House things. Party was Kid and Play, wasn't it? Correct. Uh, yeah, no, Sinbad, guest. beloved character actor. Yes. Although, he passed away. Did he pass away? No, he's still alive. <laughs> Sinbad's like 40. <laughs> that, he's been 40 since the 90s. There's okay, no way Sinbad is 40. Okay, I have Sinbad a question, Zach, because this is like one of those Mandala effects. Has, has Brendan never seen Mandela Good Burger? Effects? I guess or not. jingle Probably all not. the way? Probably not. But you know the the genie movie with Sinbad, right? No, it's with Shaq and it's a Mandela effect thing. There, was there is a genie Sinbad. Sinbad movie there though. There never was. There the, was Zachary. The Mandela effect don't think is... that I don't know what the f Shazam is or Alakazam. Alakazam. Yeah, you, you clearly don't. Whatever the f the Shaq one is. There is a Sinbad as there... a genie thing. They've erased it from the world. It's real. Just like I, the Berenstein Bears, they changed the letters to make it either more or less Jewish. I don't know which one. <laughs> one I <two>. really... <laughs> we we got to chew this up Stein or down. I'm not Bears. sure which, but... <laughs> uh, Steven, I respect you a lot, and I respect our listeners a lot, but the Mandela effect is absolute bullshit, and uh, it just is. You weren't in that jail cell, Zach. Where they showed Kazam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, MVP. You really think someone would trust Sinbad with a Sinbad movie with that big? with three wishes? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, I wish I was famous. <laughs> yeah, and then he turned into Shaq and, and made Shazam. Oh, boy. Or not uh, Shazam. Shazam is the... What's the... Is the one with Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> And then Black Adam is the did, guy who did we the finish, same outfit. Did we finish Chuck's email? Not yet. Charles Bartowski goes on to say, MVP, Frankie, who has a ton of great moments in this episode. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he <laughs> a ton of great moments in this episode. Not getting a clean read on that one. We're just going to keep <laughs> Along rolling. with what I've mentioned, her disgust at the group betting on her sexuality and calling Annie out on her. Um, act cute. Oh, and calling Annie out on her act cute to get out of trouble routine are really funny. Thanks, guys. Brand Brendant. Yeah, there you go. We don't want to disrespect his culture. We've got to pre- <laughs> we've got to we've got to pronounce it right. Thanks for the emails everybody. It's amazing people still write into us. Remember that we're recording things a little bit differently, so the best way to find out what episode we need your emails from next is to follow us on Twitter at you can't disapod. And let's move on. Uh next is to 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 find out once and for all this week. Mm-hmm. Did Steven Watch the episode. Did Steven this watch the week? episode this week? How you doing? Uh, not great. I can already speak for you. It's been yeah. a minute since we've watched the episode, even today, after having watched it again after watching it weeks ago, a week mm-hmm. ago. Right? Yes, correct. Now How I you did doing? okay on trivia. Sure, we both did all right. But You're that right. doesn't bode well. There's no correlation for me on how well I do in trivia and well, how well I actually the, the episode. Only so many, like, movements of events in this episode. Mm-hmm. But in that one movement, so many details are brought up. I will be talking about none of them. 
I respect that move, but I will speak no further. I think it's time to find out. Let me get my calculator. Now, up if I and finish ready. in ten seconds and I say time, how much bonus is that going to get me? Steven, I don't think finishing in 10 seconds and saying time has ever gotten any one bonus points. Time! <laughs> New world record. All right, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Said with, with spirit and gusto. Three, two, one, go. It's a hack attack. Cops are coming because they're going to have a racist comedian and they don't want him to have them at their Greendale, so they're going to leak the emails. Um, and Britta's like, go ahead and leak them. And so they leak the study group's emails because they're going to let him perform, but then they leak the whole school's emails. But meanwhile, the study group fans out things about each other they don't like, so they go off on each other for all the secrets they have. At the end of the day, they shouldn't have done it because the comedian was racist. Stop. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think I would have liked a little bit more at the ending there, mm-hmm. but the heavy lifted a lot. The <laughs> and then it turns out they shouldn't have done any of it because <laughs> the comedian was racist. <laughs> you know, I, I, huh? I'm pretty fine with that. I feel like I can't give you an A minus though mm-hmm. for some reason. Sure, it's because I'm <laughs> I'm black but not Jewish. Right, and you know. <laughs> Both are hard in different but similar ways. Yeah. I'm going to give that a, an A minus plus. Aw, thanks, buddy. Good I'm job. I'm happy with that. Good job. Let's do some favorite funny moments. Let's shotgun them up. <laughs> I'm ready to laugh. God, <laughs> Was God that a shotgun that I did? When you listen back and hear the sound effect I just made, Zach, you're going to be very curious as to whether or not I've ever heard a shotgun in real life. <laughs> or in a movie, for that matter. My first favorite funny moment from this one, a really funny way to start off the episode with computer no worky. I'm sorry. Computer no worky. That was really funny. Um, In a kind of Dean Light episode, that was a really funny start. I uh, wrote down a lot of these a week ago, so don't remember all the context. Sure. But the first thing I wrote was, it's cute, but doesn't help our situation. I don't remember the context of this episode. Well, I imagine it's from this episode. You are reading this episode's notes, right? Uh, The second thing I wrote was, and I don't remember the context for this one either. You were being sarcastic? No. Let's keep moving. What's next? Uh, Okay, most of mine are from one scene. Uh, Chang's, I read it all! Um, I like Jeff at the, I thought this was the, a real type of thing that annoying assholes do. Jeff at the, uh, press hearing when he's like, I'm being censored, I'm being censored. Oh my god, that was something. Um, <laughs> I'll bite your little finger when, <laughs> uh, is gonna bite Chang for pointing. Just the whole thing about Elroy's fake family. From that when he's so like, good. I'm sure you have all seen by now the the, the email <laughs> correspondence between myself and the family. And everyone's like, no. Like, well, it all started in 2007 with the... And everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, that sounds reasonable. He's like, I never told them that I'm not their family. <laughs> that whole part's really funny. Um, one of my favorite moments of the whole episode is when Frankie's like, it's not cute, Annie. I wrote that down, too, just the way that he... She says it. I also, from that scene, the back and forth where it starts with like someone says Giselle, 
And mm-hmm. then Elroy's like, Rizel is like a daughter to me. <laughs> and then someone was like, well, isn't she more like a daughter to like her parents? <laughs> her own family? And then uh, someone goes straight from that to saying, well, Jeff writes letters to astronauts. They're <laughs> national heroes. Yes, and you should leave them alone. <laughs> like that all happens in five seconds. And it's so funny. That's great. Um, I didn't write this one down, but when Elroy first walks in the room and he's like, hey, everyone, I said something. Like immediately after, doesn't give them time to respond. That was funny. This was a study group? um when frankie's talking about her mom and they're like how sad he's like she's dead (laughs) that was a great moment because it's a funny joke and it genuinely does take the air out of the room when you're not expecting it yeah it's a like dramatic effective moment that makes it really funny yeah um i've got chang go talk to yourself in the corner when they're all like (laughs) passing out jobs um i jeff writing astronauts i have then yeah and chang was our teacher what? Two more That's things. Uh, stop performing. Don't stop performing. I that was that good. Was I like when when Abed claps when he's like pushing the door and like stops for a second, kind of weirdly like slithers <laughs> up and clapping. Last thing I wrote. Uh, just the concept of Leonard f-ing Garrett's girlfriend in two thousand nine. Yeah, that was like my last one it. too. The, the Maybe beef between them was fantastic. Do you think that has something to do with that menacing shot at the beginning of the at the end of the first episode? Where oh, they're like yeah. staring at the study group and Garrett's like, uh, and Leonard gives a thumbs up looking at Garrett. He, it's like an I f***ed your girlfriend thumbs up. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Well, let's get That's... into the episode. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. What do you uh, think I... this week, Zach? I hate to say it. I'm do you not love a season... it? Do you hate it? What would you rate it? I'm not a season six hater. I, I enjoy far more of season six than what I don't enjoy, even to the point where every episode, I at least like the idea of the episode. But with each episode being so long and feeling pretty long, I am getting a little season six worn out and to the point where maybe it is the season right above season four. Just on merit of how different it feels. Not always bad different. Like I've mentioned a bunch of times, the reaction shots are so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing having more time to go in any other direction can lead to some great surprises. It's an essential season of the show. And in fact, I think it's really sad that a lot of people that were originally fans didn't make the move to season six on, mm-hmm. on Yahoo. Because I think you miss out on a lot of cool stuff by season six. So I, I guess that's a long-winded way of starting to say that this episode, it's got a really cool idea at the center of it. But then there's tons of stuff within it that also doesn't work for me and tons of stuff that also really does work for me. So I have no idea if that makes any of these episodes some of the best, some of the worst, some in the middle. It's really hard. Yeah, I think that the length of the episodes has not been to its benefit so far, for the most part. The first episode was an exception and maybe the Ruffles episode uses its runtime well. But the rest of them, there's just so many tangents that aren't funny or too many moments where they're like, oh, well, we have time to put it in, so let's put it in. Or not even that. Otherwise, it would have made it more concise. The episodes being 30 minutes, but then last week's episode not having a C plot. It only having these two B plots that split, these two, this A and B plot that splits the the 30 minute episode. They should be not making them longer just because they don't have to cut stuff out anymore. They should be adding so much more Mm -hmm. to the episode that I feel like they're not. Uh, this episode, I think, really does itself a disservice by putting it in the same conversation as cooperative calligraphy and cooperative polygraphy. Two yeah. absolutely perfect episodes of the show. Uh, I think, in fact, this episode feels like it has a similar relationship to those two episodes as Intro to Felt Surrogacy does, mm-hmm. where it's 
there's the tension in the room where all of the study group don't really talk to each other because they don't know what everybody knows. Yeah. And then all of these secrets are revealed. I think this one's a lot better than the felt surrogacy episode, which is why I kind of like to relate it to that one because I don't think it holds a, a f***ing candle to the no. other two classics we just mentioned. Well, and it being better than felt surrogacy, I think... I think the good part of this episode is better than the bad part of Felt Surrogacy, which is the same type of scene, right? But as a whole, I don't think the episode itself is that much better. I disagree. I find myself... I find myself... My problem with this episode has a lot more to do with I don't believe that the characters would be so committed to defending this comedian. Yeah. Uh, My problem's more with that than any of the stuff that the episode actually does. I think the episode's relatively fun to watch and has good moments. Let's dig into it. Uh, but I, I, I'm i with you. I think yeah, it's a I, lot better than Felt I Surrogacy. Like, I think that the good scene in it is a lot better than anything in Felt Surrogacy. But I don't really care about the rest of the episode. Like, the, I don't like the press conference scene. The opening scene is funny because it's the Dean being a damsel in distress, and that's always fun. I there's some really great jokes in this one because the dean doesn't understand what having a virus means and I'm not totally convinced that the show knows what having a virus means either I don't think so. but the whole bit with Elroy being like well you Cut can't do frame. anything about it you're already <laughs> hacked and he's like well I don't believe nothing can be done and then there's the whole uh, cut the hard line to the mainframe bit which I think is really funny That's really funny. Uh, I'm, surprised, of, I'm surprised I didn't put that in my funny moments. I thought yeah, that was really funny. Of the dean racing and yelling it. <laughs> and then I I think it's funny that someone else doesn't call out to him that he's been fooled. He yeah. figures it out himself. Mhm. Keith David's fantastic in this episode. I think he's really funny in it. I honestly think he and uh, Paget Brewster kind of shine a little brighter this week. Any thoughts on that, Zach? Any? Sorry, I was looking at the episode at the same time. No, no <laughs> thoughts. No. <laughs> what if that was the podcast? Just... <laughs> huh. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like that. No- nothing, Steven? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Uh, have you ever actually had a virus on a computer? No. I'm I know that they're real because I definitely get like the pop-up-y type things, but I've never had like a my computer has been like seized or like I can't do anything on it. I feel like my main ideas of what having a computer virus means is purely television, specifically yeah. that one episode of the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's how well, I, I always assumed I it was think, little uh, crockers going around. Dog. I wasn't always that into Courage's Cowardly Dog. Ah, there's a computer virus where, like, literally the computer has a flu, and so Courage has to go inside the computer and fight the virus. It's like a bunch of snot. I really like Elroy as the guy who knows the internet versus everyone else. Because just little moments, like, here when he's like, they left a link here, let's click it. And he's like, well, well, wouldn't that be bad? And he's like, what, the virus is going to get a virus? Yeah. It it reads very real as someone who knows what they're doing being frustrated with someone who doesn't know what they're doing, putting their head into it and and making suggestions. Here, So let's let's take a little look right here. These are the, uh, the, the lunch lady's emails. I see 10 omelets that look exactly like celebrities. <laughs> Urgent test results from Greendale Dermatology. Nice. Diane saying, where was Roger last night? Something in Russian. This is great. That's great. 
Marvin's pop pop from magnitude. <laughs> Leonard's been replying about potatoes and putting attention on it. Uh, Buzz Hickey memorial services. Roger also emailed about last night. Ooh. So Roger's Leonard's emailing about last night. Number. <laughs> Alan Connor, please stop the silent treatment. Alan Garrett's Connor, why is he emailing the lunch? Did Alan try to get with the lunch lady? I don't know. You know that's Jeff's uh, lawyer friend. Alan oh, that's Connor. funny. Garrett, food allergies updated. Leonard, stop commenting on my food reviews. Why does Vicky, want people your daughter misses you? Oh, that's what we learn about Vicky's family. Mm-hmm. That she has a child. Dean Feldman, new Mindy project. Well, and Dean replying <laughs> to her email that said, hair nuts are the shackles of the head. And with the last one from the lunch lady, coleslaw ideas. And in parentheses, sent from own account. That's really funny. It's great. I thought this was a weird joke to go to the theme song on the which lunch lady, the hot lunch lady. You mean the hot food one? Yeah, that one. Cut to theme song. There's a lot of funny stuff in that bit that I don't think that was the smash cut joke to the theme song we needed. Okay, so the study group is all, or whatever you want to call it now, are all around the study table uh, soaking up the, the lunch lady's leaked emails. Why do they care that much about the lunch lady's leaked emails? to supply the episode zach i guess i mean I it know. seems like she's into some like maybe some sexually deviant type stuff there's something going on with roger and diane about some infidelity i don't know yeah so everyone's like eating up all of the information like candy reading all the gossip and seeing everything that they can get and at least at this point brit is the only person who sees a problem and and mm-hmm. invading someone's privacy that way by reading what is leaked and annie's point was like she said something like, not to sound liberal, but once they're on the internet, are they really the lunch lady's emails? Is that a liberal stance? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think net neutrality was not being pushed by the uh, right wing. Exactly. Remember when people cared about that, then everyone forgot about it, and now they complain that our ads are that like, super The internet targeted? is slow based on what site you're using? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, that's stupid. I don't like that. And like, remember years ago when we were all like, hey, make sure you sign this petition to end that neutrality. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. I really like Officer Kukowski in this episode. Yeah, when, I'm a Kukowski When he shows fan. up. And it's not even necessarily that any of his jokes are particularly funny. I just really like his delivery and his demeanor. Mm-hmm. He's showed up so many times that he kind of feels like one of the gang, but no one else does because he's just the cop that shows up when there's cop business yeah. to be done. I really like when Andy's like, so what have you boys been able to figure out? And he says, don't call us boys, man. <laughs> I think there are some funny jokes here about how, and honestly kind of a, a funny tie-in to uh, Charlie Kuntz's show CSI Cyber at hey, the time. How, wasn't Bow Wow on that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I watched I the first few episodes of I watched of CSI a little bit Cyber. of it, but I'm, yeah, I'm not Yeah, Shad as, Moss was, was I, I was guy. all there for the Kuntz and not there for the Bow Wow, so I don't quite remember. You kidding me? Short-haired... Shad Bow Wow Moss. I like the Shad joke about Lil how Bow Wow Moss. Internet crimes are really serious now. Even though media doesn't quite know how to portray it, like there's some pretty serious shady stuff that can be done pretty easily over the internet. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, uh, our policing systems are uh, com- completely useless when it comes to that. Oh type of no, they've got nothing for it. Right, and I think that's a, a funny thing here, where the police are here to help, but they can't really do anything. And in fact, they have like a kid that they have appointed to some to some position to be able to actually know what to do on the computer. Yeah, and I think it's pretty funny. Officer, Officer Warburton. Warburton, come what on. What do you think about him? I think the kid 
is a star. Warburton's the f***ing star, Zach. I think the kid's a star. I think he yeah. delivers some great lines, especially here. It was like, what do you think, Officer Warburton? I want McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? He wants McDonald's. He wants McDonald's. <laughs> and this is one of those cases where I even thought it was funny that the officer was like, and also you guys probably can't see because it's literally a child over there. He <laughs> explains the joke size to everyone. I thought it was funny. It's cute, it's cute but, but it doesn't, doesn't help, help us. There we go. There we go. We found it. Full circle. And we get a little more information here. Uh, in the initial blurb that the dean read from the hacker, it mentioned like the offensive performance needed to be canceled. Mm -hmm. But now we've got uh, Kikowski uh, talking about uh, this message from the hacker that says, Gupta, Gupti, Gupta, his performance, the terrorist comedian, it must be canceled. He's seeking to spread hatred uh, with, his, with, his, with his comedy. What do you think about this whole situation? Well, I mean, we've got a, you know, young, well, can I spoil the end of the episode? I don't care. We've got a young Jewish boy who is sitting at home with his computer and he's surfing yeah. the web as a 12-year-old boy does. And he comes across the comedic stylings of one Gupta Gupta Gupta. Now, how would you feel, Zachary, as a young Jewish boy, if 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 such a hateful comedian who targeted not only your family but your friends, all of your black friends that you have in Colorado, all the black ones, and targeted them and made them There's feel bad. Wouldn't you want to see him stopped too? I think there's a lot of stuff about this episode that doesn't work when you really think about it. <laughs> Especially from... This episode sets itself up in a way where I think they have something to say about internet crimes, about mm -hmm. censorship, about free speech, all of it. And I think they kind of flub it all. Yeah. Because the whole point was – the point – are we supposed to get to the point is that the hacker was just a stupid kid and everyone like lost their shit over it and they should have just not given into him because that's not the case on a real world level well, it, why is, does Britta switch so much when she goes from oh we can't be reading these emails that's wrong to leak emails and share it we can't have the comedian here to wait a minute you can't silence a racist comedian leak all the emails and it also just on a structural point doesn't work for me that the thing that they're defending like, it would be different if there was a scene that showed us why Gupta Gupti Gupta is actually a really good guy who is just doing this material because of some other reason. You know what I but mean? But he's not. There's nothing at all that humanizes the situation. It's, if anything, I don't like the way our characters look in this episode because it's the type of stubbornness that I see from people online nowadays of like... Yeah. Who cares if the thing is harmful? You should just be able to say whatever you want, whenever you want. I feel like it's good intention politics in this episode. Look pretty bad in like our our uh, fact or fiction media that we're yeah, living in now. Yeah, this is literally the, the equivalent of being it. like, well, I can say White History Month if I wanna. It's free speech. And then saying that like, I don't know. I don't really know what the episode's trying they to say. They hold Neil down and let a, somebody call him fat and lonely. Yeah. And we'll get to... There are some jokes in the episode that work, like even in that sequence, because the, the show's self-aware, because they have the jokes like, uh, we've got to stop them from stopping this for their free speech, like that kind of stuff. I just feel like the... The, the episode puts the study group in the position of, like, the bad guys in a situation like this. Mm -hmm. And and 
I don't know. It's just uh, tricky, tricky political stuff going on in this episode. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. And I totally don't buy because the dean's like, all right, I guess I'm going to call a press conference and we'll tell everyone that the comedy show is canceled. And he starts to walk out and Britta is like, we've got to stop this. I like Britta in this episode because it's always nice to see Britta like at the forefront of an episode and to like take charge over something. But it's like my problems with the whole episode. I think the concept is flawed. I think Britta, especially when she sees how much the other students of Greendale want to see the show get canceled, both because of their their privacy online and because of the content of the comedian, I think Britta would be for stopping it. I think Britta's just in the wrong for this whole episode. Like, she, it's literally her fault all this stuff is being caused. The dean was going to cancel the show. Nobody else was going to get her other than the lunch lady. You move on. It's fine. I think it's funny. Britta's like, you guys don't think we have an obligation here? And, like, the cop says no. And Jeff points out, he's like, this is literally, like, you're taking the opposite stance of everything you believe in. And Britta's like, well, yeah, but you can't take away free speech. We're freaking Americans. Mm. You know, I think this episode would have had an interesting angle if Shirley was in it to voice an opinion. I think most episodes would be better if Shirley got to voice an opinion. <laughs> Even the ones that Shirley was in. Yeah. I feel like the show has good intentions with its points about... I don't... Ugh, I don't know. Because I do believe that in free speech, and I do believe that we shouldn't police the content that's being put out there because people should be able to police for themselves what is good content to put into their system and all that. You know what? I don't think I believe in that choice being taken away completely. You yeah, know I mean? but I I feel as though if somebody who shouldn't be given a platform, though, who is going to spread hate and, you know, I mean, let's, let's, let's look into our real world for a minute, Zach. Mm-hmm. January 6th, 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to say it was a little cloudy. What about it? Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> was somebody happened. who, because of free speech, can say whatever he goddamn well please and got people riled up and then people got hurt. Well, now here's what I'll say, though. That's the president of the United States being able to use his free speech to do shit like and that. And what is and, Gupta Goopty Gupta if not the president of the United States? I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm I just I'm not disagree <laughs> I agree with you. But I think there's a difference between that type of thing and like Nobody like we barely have a platform, but nobody said that we could have a platform. Anybody can like well, communities build... told us it was okay. Uh, sure, we had to ask. <laughs> they did. Anybody can build a thing and say stupid stuff and get people to follow and mm-hmm. listen to it. And I think it's up to people to know what's bullshit and what's not, or to at least be open minded to listen to an explanation on why it might be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but however, I think in a situation like this, where it's a school. So I think Gupta 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 should be allowed to perform his racist comedy act and laughed out of Hollywood or whatever because of it, right? Mm -hmm. But a a school with security at risk should absolutely be able to say, well, no, free speech is a thing, but you can't come here because you're putting us in danger. It's like even though it's not inherently live this Saturday night, we've got Bill Cosby in the house, everyone. Come on down. I'd be like, maybe you shouldn't have Bill Cosby in the house. But at the same time. They could start a podcast together if they wanted to. Goopy They're allowed Goopta to do and, that. And Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby. Jesus Christ. 
You know what I mean? That's the world that we live in. And they I think call it's up it the to circle jerk. To, I would probably. I'd be curious in one episode. Listen to a couple minutes, and then immediately they'd be like, "We're fine," and I'd be like, "Oh." Well, because here's the thing: I didn't think Louis C.K. was funny before he was beaten off. Sure. You know? So now you kind of think it is a little funny. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm like, I have no interest, even less than no interest. I like what about better Bill things. Cosby. Did you think he was funny? Yeah. Yeah, but Louis C.K. isn't what's good about better things at all. It's true. Um, I never thought Bill Cosby was really that funny. You're just not because... black. You don't get it. But yeah, You've but never had a a zany pudding pop. What does up that your have ass? to do with it? Bill Cosby doesn't like black people. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> Uh, we turned our backs. On I him. just don't like the sound comedy that he does, though. I'm not a police academy fan, and I don't think I'll. What? What train are we on anymore? <laughs> what I'm saying is censorship bad, racism good. Put the comedian on stage. <laughs> put him on TV. No, I think it's. Well, Brittany even says if we cancel this show, are we going to cancel people? Yes. It's just interesting because this is one of those episodes of Community that does bring up a lot of topics of conversation that are still very relevant in in, in today's world, if not more re- relevant. I mean, it's only been seven years, but it feels like a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this could have been an example of an episode that stands out because of how it reflects on today. Yeah. Instead, it doesn't. It doesn't really work <laughs> then or now. I, don't, I feel like it makes me feel like Dan Harmon's some like libertarian dude, and I don't like that. Isn't he? Probably. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not going to vote for anybody, either of those criminals. Everyone you know, I'm, agrees I'm gonna anyway. Ride in. I'm going to ride in myself. It's the plot of the episode, so everyone agrees pretty quickly that, other than the dean who's like, I am not willing to have my emails leaked, but you Ooh, guys I go at it. I love the dean for that. He's like, yeah, you guys do that. Let me know how it goes. I'm with you, but I'm not. Don't say that I'm Don't. with you. <laughs> I'm not getting caught up into this. <laughs> that would maybe kind of be my stance in something like this. Yeah. Be like, good for you. Go for it. I kind of, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I think, I'd be like, no, we don't want the, we don't want Gupta, Gupti, Gupta here yeah. at all. You have to so. say it seriously each time. Well, yeah, I can't be insensitive. Um, <laughs> like Brendan. I think this episode does a disservice by not showing us at least a hint of the Dean's emails. Yeah. Or if we had just seen the Dean rapidly deleting them, which that's the thing. If you know you're going to leak your emails, delete that shit. Select all delete is just a few clicks away. Truly. Quite literally. Truly. <laughs> Why does Britta have glasses all of a sudden? The the cafeteria <laughs> was out of mustard. She had to put something on her face so everyone would mm. listen to her. Yeah, I don't get the opinion of the show even on the politics that it's telling. Because Britta's here to say, like, free speech will prevail, the performance will go on. I feel like Britta is supposed to be the bad guy in this episode. The audience yeah. is, like, mad that the thing's going on. Jeff is doing the, like, oh, I'm being censored, which, oh, my God, that's some that's that's funny to me because of how annoyingly true yeah. it is to how people are, like, in this world. Like, of, oh, don't cancel me. Like, uh... Who's uh, the country singer? Any of them, probably. What are you talking about? There's, like, a anti-Black Lives Matter country singer that all the white people were like, yeah, he's great. Oh, uh, Morgan Wallen? Yeah. Younger guy, Morgan Wallen, is that who you're That's thinking of? That's the name, yeah. He, there's like a video of him saying the N-word a bunch of times, and oh, now nice. all of his concert tickets are selling for like 600 bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm being censored, I'm being censored. It's like 
people like Joe Rogan on podcasts that oh, are listened that are listened to. And again, I will never ever listen to his podcast. I think anyone sh- can have a podcast if they want. It, it's disappointing that so many people listen to it and that so much. What about the Alex spouted. Jones thing where he was saying with his free speech that Sandy Hook was a hoax? Okay, and now and he's now getting he's, fined all that money. That's a yeah, a victory. That's a good thing. And well, but isn't that you know? Isn't it good that he had the free speech to say all that stupid shit so he could get convicted <laughs> though? Yeah. Well, no. What I, with Joe Rogan, like those people being like, "Oh, in this world, we're being canceled. We're being censored, and they're not gonna let me say what I'm trying to say to you." And his podcast is listened to by like a hundred million people yeah. or whatever. So it's all of, the, or like the Fox News guys being like, "They're trying to censor us. They're trying to censor us." And like, you, you have, have a your own three-hour-long programming <laughs> block. <laughs> they don't. They don't want you to hear what I'm saying right now. I'm like, you're yelling. We can all hear you. <laughs> And doing it in that cute, smart, funny Jeff Winger, oh, I'm being censored, I'm being censored kind of way that does work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just like, oh, my f***ing God. I mean, how many people do we know, Zach, that literally say, well, I'm voting for Donald Trump because he may not be a good guy, but at least he's honest. (laughs) Or, like, at least he says what people don't want to hear. And I'm like, (laughs) what? What's your logic? Their logic is that, oh, well, everyone's racist and awful underneath it all, so <laughs> at, at least, least he's he open it. about it. Now we all can. <laughs> so they have this press conference, and this is pretty much, uh, they all agree that they're aware that a leak could happen. I think the moment where Chang and Abed say, no peeking at the leaking at the same time is really weird. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. Why are Chang and Abed like a pair in this episode? I know. Uh, but uh, they all decide they're not going to look at it and they're going to come the next day to set up the show, completely ignore everything that's going outside and and, and stick to the the goal, the the moral that they've decided to, to, to back up here, I guess. Do you remember last week when we were like, or I guess last episode when we were like, oh, they did the pointing and saying everyone's thing again. I, I I used to be tired of that, but now it's okay. And they did it twice this episode, and now I'm and already sick of it, it again. again. Yeah. Hey, but we get daybreak. We do get daybreak. That you know what highlight Maybe of an smile. episode. That's Maybe great. Smile. Yeah, sure. Another thing that they used quite a few times, not too many times. Didn't do it for a while. I forgot about it, and then they do it again, and it's funny. Yeah. Uh, this is where, uh, after they've all decided they're not going to look at the leaking, Jeff is all of a sudden more concerned about what exactly is going to be leaked personally of his, uh, more than what he thought initially because Elroy tells them what's, what's really going on. They're going to know that he looked at boobies and that's bad, I guess. One time. They got everything. It's Vietnam now, baby. It's <laughs> Which Vietnam. Which also doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's that's funny. That's a great line delivery. Yeah. But it sets up that even though they've all decided that they're going to, like, stay calm through this, that they're all self-absorbed people that are going to have to see what people are saying about themselves and other people. Uh, We cut to the next day. Britta walking through the hallway. She's clearly – or does she end up being one of the people that has actually read all of the stuff? Or is she one of the people that pulls stuff up once they start doing it? The only person who didn't read was Abed. Yeah. I Abed, I deserve a right to fit in. (laughs) I have the right (laughs) to fit in. How much did you all read? How far down? Uh, Britta definitely is walking down the hallway as if she's holier than thou and hasn't read mm-hmm. a thing and walks into the study to meet the study group in the cafeteria, setting up for the performance, setting up chairs. Um, and this sets off the, you know, the portion of the episode that 
is the like classic community portion of the episode but much like intro to felt surrogacy it feels like okay now we're gonna do the community thing instead of it kind of like coming out of like a, let's do an episode about annie losing her pen or let's have everyone yeah. be hooked up to a lie detector because pierce is dead well it and just... there's still 18 minutes left of the episode and eight minutes of it are about to be like really good would you have rather a 30 minute version of this episode that like starts right here and everyone's awkward because they've read the emails and don't know what everyone knows and as they start to give up what they know we learn what is happening and and why everyone's all weird maybe i would rather a 21 minute version of the episode that is just a little bit more succinct it does feel strange that they do this episode that, I mean, even Abed later in the episode makes the comment that it's like those other two episodes, mm-hmm. which I think does the episode a huge disservice. Yeah, it's like when I, they can, said, I definitely compare it more with felt surrogacy. Well, it's like when they said, we made paintball cool again. If you do in your episode, like, we're doing the cool thing we've done before again, and you love it, don't you? It's always bad. Uh it's weird that if they were going to make this episode that episode, that it is only such a small portion of the episode. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, this is one of those infamous episodes in season six where during this part of the episode, it was being rewritten, scripts were being rushed to them all the time, that mm-hmm. in certain sections of this episode, the main cast were reading off of teleprompters. That's wild. Because they were just getting those lines. Which is like a crazy thing in a scripted TV show to think about. Yeah. Like, isn't the whole point? (laughs) It is weird the way that just the TV monster of production works, that everything's kind of done in a week Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to where the writing isn't finalized a long, long time ago when it gets to the set. But I don't know. What do I know? Abed walks in while everyone's already being tense and, and acting like they know everyone's business. And Abed very clearly doesn't, but he walks in and is like, I guess everybody read the emails. I do want to point out my favorite thing about this show being on Yahoo screen Uh is now they have a bigger budget for Abed's shirts. Every single shirt he's worn this season has been f***ing incredible. He's got a RoboCat shirt on, RoboCop cat, and it's incredible. I'd wear them all. All that extra Yahoo money just went to shirts. Yeah. Just shirts for Abed. I would ask cooler this... shirts for Abed, tighter shirts for Jeff. It's great. So this is the tense part. They're setting up. They're acting like they didn't read anything. And then Jeff snaps and throws the chair. A couple of things I want to ask. When Lily and I watched this episode for the first time and this scene started and mm-hmm. Lily hadn't seen this episode before, they were like, why are they all acting weird? What's going on here? And I'd say, oh, well, they read everybody's emails and they're pretending like they didn't. I don't think it was broadcasted clearly enough, at least for for Lily to pick that up right away because it was just like a weird, awkward silence. If you I think don't it's know, pretty clear. If you Unless don't know you just that that's what the plot the episode of the episode right is. No, that's not what it was. Uh, but it, 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 if you don't, I don't know, know Chief. That, I, I, I think that's pretty, pretty clear. And the other thing was, I thought Jeff's snap of anger when he throws the chair it felt kind of weird. He I agree. Really, that felt weird. He didn't look that angry. I think it's obvious they read the emails because. Maybe you think they didn't at first, but then there's tension between right. everyone, and that's like, well, obviously they read the emails. So and they, they made such other. a big deal of, don't read the email, don't read the email, don't read the email. Yeah. yeah. Elroy is- <laughs> I asked a damn question. <laughs> something that Dan talked a little bit on the commentary for this episode was that it was a challenge, and I think 
he made it more of a challenge for himself than it needed to be, but he said it was a challenge to do a third one of these episodes and still have reveals that make sense and that shock for characters like Abed, Annie, Britta, Jeff, these characters that we know so well. I think Mm -hmm. that's doing them a disservice because, of course, they can come up with new things that these characters did that are awful. But I think because of that... In this sequence, Elroy and Frankie and Chang really, really shine because they haven't oh, gotten yeah. as much to do in these episodes, especially Elroy and Frankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elroy's so you did have thoughts shirt. on that earlier then, Zachary. Is that what you were talking about? That is what I said. <laughs> that's, like, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> what did you say? I said uh, that, that Elroy and Frankie were really, really good in this episode. In well, the later sequence that they were really good in this yeah, episode. Yeah, and what did I say? Nothing at all. I said... <laughs> That's affirmation if it's if it's anything. <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you I've acknowledged you and we're moving on than to just be completely silent. <laughs> I read it all. Chen comes in and yeah, he is not even pretending he didn't read everything. His feelings are really hurt. I think Ken delivers the sequence really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like the bear down for midterms episode where he gets this big emotional blowout. And I like when he points at everyone and goes, mean, 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 mean. I thought that Abed. was really funny. I guess that's true. Abed probably didn't say anything mean. Yeah. And I love the way that Elroy's like, I will bite it. He's like, what? He's like, I will take your finger and I will eat it. That's that other one that you didn't remember exactly what it was. (laughs) Just the way that Chang is being crazy and continuing to be crazy and the other people bring other types of crazy that stop him (laughs) and his crazy tracks. It's a nice moment. Keith David goes full out in this. I think it's so funny. Phenomenal performance. Imagine just getting there to see Ken Jong and Keith David doing this scene had to be great. And even still, as everyone starts yelling, Britta's like, let's just admit that we all read the emails and, and move on. But Annie, it, uh, high road still for just a second. She's mm-hmm. like, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. But then she can't let that that slide because <laughs> she found out that they tested her blood for amphetamines. That's pretty f***ed up. <laughs> do you think that's too f***ed up to be believable in the world of the show? Or do you believe that they did I that believe because it's she just was extra jumpy? Enough. Now, I couldn't believe that it was spearheaded by anyone other than uh Britta and Jeff sure but absolutely Britta and Jeff would do it I mean Abed's done some pretty f***ed up stuff too with tracking menstrual cycles and and implanting trackers on each of them and, well, and trying to try to get them back once one of them dies <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need it anymore he doesn't I don't think I'm jumpy enough that my friends can steal <laughs> my blood and Britta's comeback is oh you gave it to us <laughs> use half of it for that for the human genome. <laughs> there, This is really the saving grace of the episode because the dialogue is so snap, 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 mm-hmm. snap, snap. And every snap is a funny joke that's worth noticing and laughing at. Like when, like, yeah, we used half of your blood on that. You're 1% Neanderthal. And Chang goes, ew. ew. It's like, how can you judge anyone, light switch liquor? Just like this. Ew. ew. <laughs> <laughs> the, even this Brita scene that normally I might find kind of funny... I just, it didn't She said, do we gotta be cool, be cool. It was awkward. It was an it awkward, was awkward moment. And also, what is her stance here? Because she's the reason she, this happened. You hit the nail on the head, Zach. It's her. And it's just the Brita saying, we gotta be cool lasts forever when mm-hmm. everything else in this scene has been really funny and is like, quick, 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 quick. And it just lasts a long time. But she gets everyone to simmer down just a little bit, and they get back to work for just a second until Annie pulls 
Oh, and you don't think uh, or Abed telling his girlfriend that he doesn't think Annie understands Donnie Darko. And I believe that Abed's the type of person to watch a movie like that with people and to mm-hmm. just watch them watching it the whole time. And be like, oh, they didn't get it. And like the slightest inclination of them like blinking at the wrong moment, he's like, they missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes when I'm like, like even yesterday, like at the, oh, f- you know, I didn't talk about Zach. That you went to a cool concert. I went to a cool concert yesterday. Oh, well, watch Bebop, I guess, if you want to hear about it. Well, listen to our podcast about Bebop. You won't uh, learn about that if you just watch Cowboy Bebop. No, watch Cowboy Bebop. They'll get the point. Well, but tell me as it relates to this. You were thinking about uh, what? Well, because like, whenever I'm like at one of those things, it's really hard for me to be like, oh, you see what they're doing right now? They just created an overtone with like the the him using his hands on the drum set and the chords the keyboard's playing and then like what she's vocalizing with that guitar. That note you're hearing, that's not really being played. That's just being created like, by the sound waves. It's been three songs since then. <laughs> that's funny. I Afterwards that. though, I was like, oh, she's so jazzed. She's like doing like In jazz, the middle like, of the song, she's like, bass. can you shut up? <laughs> I'm like, and what she's doing there, that's a diminished seventh. So she's playing the chord you think she's playing, but then she's singing something that doesn't fit, but it does fit. Yeah, so it's hard for me not to be that guy, but uh, but Abed's absolutely that guy with movies and shows. I'm that guy too. Yeah, I was I'm that to guy you. when Lil and I are I'm watching like girl. we'll be watching like Modern Family, and I'll be like, <laughs> now do you know that the the buying of the shoes actually signifies the the <laughs> desire for childbirth that this character. <laughs> It's just that baby they adopted never gets cute. <laughs> uh, so now we get the section where uh, Frankie blows up about everyone taking bets over her sexual preference. I feel like how many times this has br- been brought up by Frankie implies that she is definitely somewhere other than straight, right? Mm-hmm. Like definitely. Yeah. Do you well, think it doesn't, she's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's it doesn't matter. But she's kind of making it matter more by saying how much it doesn't. Uh huh. Because it doesn't matter. So why are well, you making it maybe matter? Maybe she's upset because she's like, why is everyone so focused on not who or like I go not down one person on has just come and, and asked me? <laughs> yeah. They're all like having email. Ch- like I get why you'd be upset about that. But I think at this point I would just be like, fine. I am an adult baby. <laughs> <laughs> A B. LV, Jeff's a functional alcoholic and he's mad that, but also like, I think functional is, is pretty giving for some of how, some of the times Jeff has had. Sure. We've seen how he, he literally just shows planet earth in his class. Yeah. That sounds very much like alcoholic teacher that doesn't do their job. Oh, I had this, I don't think you ever would have had her. Cause after I dropped uh, the honors English class we had together, I was in like whatever the opposite of that was because I was like, well, I don't give a shit. It's my senior year. So I'm just going to take this stupid English class with all these stupid people, actually yep. lovely friends in the class, good people. Um, but the teacher was, uh, she like was really sad because her husband was in the military and she never saw him. So she was like drinking constantly. Yikes. Yeah. Like she had like this like thermos over there that was just straight liquor. It was great. She would like get really mad and cry some days but, like, not warranted. Like, she would just start yelling about stuff. And we were like, dog, we've been in this room for three minutes. This ain't about us today. Is she okay? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is she still married to someone in the military? <laughs> then probably not. This Remember week, Army of course, wives? brought to you by the U.S. military. <laughs> Use referral code YCDP <laughs> upon signing your soul over. 
for five free meal replacement canisters. <laughs> uh, the moment where Frankie, where, where Chang calls out uh, how they, how she describes all of them in her long dramatic emails to her mother or sister, her sister to her sister who never writes back. It's because she's dead. Paget sells that moment oh, so yeah. well of all of the because this whole sequence has just been boom, 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 different like jabs thrown at each other, mm-hmm. and she just takes it and throws it down on the ground, and everyone in the room you is like, wretched Shit. invasive little gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we stop there but that's funny that's when abed finally gets in on it because he has to be a part of it too he's been looking through the emails this whole time and just as britta's like let's all stop this abed gets on the microphone and starts reading really nothing just plain emails to each other jeff has to pay his car insurance annie's book club has a meeting tomorrow i like the way that annie's like yeah my book club has a meeting tomorrow where'd you guys find the bad the bad stuff and this show, Elroy has just been waiting for the moment to talk about his fake family. <laughs> He's like, I've got an idea. How about everybody just say one bad thing that they know is out there just to talk about it, just to give an just explanation. Just get it out there. No so shame. I have a fake family. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny bit of writing. Elroy is such a sad, lonely, interesting <laughs> character who does nothing but like talk like he's one of the cool kids, like put downs on everybody, you know? Yeah. But he's just this really sad, lonely dude, I guess. Or I don't know. For some reason, I suppose it was loneliness. I simply failed to disabuse them of that notion. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, that's understanding. He's like, I've come to love Barb and George and Jelson and Roselle. R- Jelson and Roselle. Even Uncle Paul with all his flaws. <laughs> it's a deeply sad moment and also very, very funny. But don't let that distract from the fact that he's making 3D models of their bodies. See, that one I don't have a problem with. In fact, I'm looking for them. Yeah, they could just send that our way. Yeah, send me a couple Changs. (laughs) (laughs) All I have to do is watch The Hangover. He's naked in, like, all those, right? That's fair. Now for our favorite segment, Real Dick, Fake Dick. (laughs) Ken Jong and The Hangover. Part one. Real. (laughs) Now part two... (laughs) Part two, he actually got a little shy, so he used a prosthetic. <laughs> You'll notice if you zoom in uh, in this frame here, you can see the glue. Have you ever done something like rate people on their attractiveness? Not out loud. When I was a, a very, very young kid, me and a shitty friend did. Hot or not? Yeah, sure. Something, That's your friend? Like Kind of like that. We James, hot or not? Like be on the phone talking hot or not, hot or not. And that's... Pretty I mean, bad. I've played F- Mary Kill. That's almost that. Yeah, but you refuse when I put myself on the list. Well, because it's all three at once. <laughs> We're going to get married so we can f- until you die. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, so Chang has been ranking Britta and Annie one and two all the time. And mm. it looks like it's always Annie except for just one day. Well, I don't know that that was always the case, but I think that was one time that Britta found. I'm sure it's probably usually Annie to Chang, and Britta must have found one where she was the top. But I'd be hard-pressed to think that every single time Annie comes out on top. In fact, I think for me it'd be be Britta just about every time. 
Yeah. It'd be Brita every time. There's that's just personal moments, taste. But that personal preference. Personal taste. Mm-hmm. But Chang, come on, silver and gold, ladies. <laughs> Ain't, Ain't no losers <laughs> there. What do you think she's suing her daddy for? For eighty dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh like it was like a, a loan that she dinging gave her car or uh misplacing a key or something really stupid. Mm-hmm. $80 key, it's a hell of a key. That's a hell of a key. Maybe she had to change a lock. Ooh, that could be 80 bucks. It's really funny when Frankie's like, "You make any creepy 3D models of Giselle yet? Rizel is like a daughter <laughs> to me." And Annie's like, "But or- arguably more like a daughter to her parents." Didn't you have your own family? <laughs> Go ride an astronaut. Jeff's is kind of cute. It's it, is I, it? I find it cute in like the Mac Chase Utley. Kind I was, of it's way. the exact same as as Mac. Except that Mac is so obviously like a stunted little boy. Where Jeff, it's like almost a little bit nice to see that in his secret moments he does still have like little kid fantasies. If you were like a regular astronaut. astronaut who's not like a household name, yeah, but like goes to space and some grown man kept writing you emails about how you're a hero and what's space like. What was Halloween like in space? And you were like, oh, wait, this isn't a 10-year-old. This is a grown-ass man. Wouldn't you be a little bit weirded out? If you're one of those not-super-famous astronauts, you'd probably love the attention and be like, let's go for a beer. (laughs) I'll tell you all about it. Want to smell my moon? It gets real lonely up there Want to smell my moon hand? (laughs) (laughs) It was a moon hand long before I went to space. Also, not Britta pretending like she can check her email on that flip phone. I know. (laughs) You two dated? This was a study group? It's funny that as all of these truths come out, that some really obvious truths to us are really surprising to Frankie and Elroy. We're still, as much as they fit in so quickly, they're still new to these people. Yeah. And that's What do you think about the Meta Chang line? Do you think too meta or do you think it works? I think it's funny. I think it's funny, but I think it's incorrect. I think this Chang is my favorite Chang. I think it's incorrect, too. But I get why Chang, the character, has that narrative. Yeah, because Teacher Chang was incredible. Dear Reed Wiseman, congratulations congratulations on your successful successful return to to Earth. (laughs) How was Halloween in space? (laughs) This was a funny bit. Everyone grabbing different microphones or whatever and and yelling each other's emails and and trying to pick up what, what everybody's saying. And it's interrupted by the thing that they all forgot they were fighting for on behalf of as Gupta Gupti Gupta, played by one Jay Shandra Sakar, shows up. And he's like, you guys all right? I think it is kind of funny how, like, Gupta Goopty is such a non-character. He just comes in and plainly is like, hey, guys, how you doing? Okay, cool. Appreciate I don't really want to perform in front of nobody. Uh, Okay, I guess I will. So how about those blacks? Like, his (laughs) his material is that offensively bad, but he's such, like, this nothing guy that he's, like... Some guy who has no business being a comedian. Yeah. And he he's knows like, that certain is. grab words get reactions out of people. So he's just going to get on stage and start talking about races. Yeah. But for a second, it does feel like they did the right thing because Gupti says to them that, you know, it means a lot to them. He, he's had a lot, of, a lot of schools cancel recently, and it, it's nice to have a place to perform. Also, why are you only performing at colleges? If that's <laughs> a pretty com- – no, that's a really common comedian thing. Wow. They, they they make a lot of money performing at colleges because it's one of the few places where people will go see a comedian without name recognition. Sure. Or like up-and-coming comedians a lot of times will perform at colleges. 
Got to do your time on the circuit. Everybody set up for your spot. Chang, you go talk to yourself in the corner. And he's like, yep. Walks off. <laughs> they turn. I, it's funny. They turn on the house music. They open. They're waiting for all the people to celebrate free speech and, and barge into the into the room. And, and the only person to come in is Charlie Koontz. And yeah, <laughs> isn't it really, really a bummer that Neil's last moment on this episode is even more insensitive than his first episode making a point of why it's not cool to call him Fat Neil? Yes, it is, Zach. I wholeheartedly agree. What happened to like the love story between Neil and Vicky? We'll never, we'll never know what happened. Yeah, didn't you say there was an episode where Vicky gets married though? No, uh, Garrett gets married. Garrett gets married, but not to Vicky. No, to Dan Harmon's girlfriend at the time. Nice, that's hot. Uh, so yeah, now we're to the point where the episode just kind of fizzles out, but not in two minutes like an episode usually would over the next eight minutes. Uh, we stop to get another scene where they get another message from the hacker telling them again that they need to uh, cancel their performance, that they're gonna that they're gonna leak all the emails, all the information will be published. They haven't beat the hacker. They haven't done anything. It's still gonna happen. They're gonna leak even more information. It's bad. And then the reveal, the only good thing I like about Neil's appearance is that he's not there. At first I was thinking, is Neil one of those dudes who's like into this kind of shot comedian? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that. He's there to like tear it down from the inside. And I I at least like that about him. They hear a a loud rumbling sound of a crowd approaching, but, but not a crowd coming to see the show, a crowd coming to stop the show. And I just feel like this ending... I don't know. It's like the, the, the study group makes a decision to stand up for free speech. It's pointed out here that clearly they're on the wrong side of that decision. Then they like hammer harder their stance on the decision that they made for the better of the people who are angry at them for, for doing yeah, what they're also, doing. Also, how do they keep the doors shut when there's like 30 people on the other side of it? Yep. And it's just one broom. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, what's the point? What's the moral? Are they supposed to be learning something about why what they did is wrong? Are the other people supposed to be learning something about not listening to terrorists? Are are I, what's the point? What's the lesson? It's a great Even question. at the end of the episode, in a minute, there's that awkward as f- scene where the show doesn't know what the lesson is. Yeah, and like, Chang's uh, like, "So what's the lesson here? I pay. always need to know what a lesson is," which is the worst line that's ever been written in this show. It's mm-hmm. literally like they made a scene out of the, and I guess I'll just talk about this because I don't want to say anything about no you know, just getting called fat by Jay Shandrews a car for a couple minutes. Uh, it's dumb. There is no moral, and the show wants there to be a moral, so they make a little joke about it at the end, and it does not undo what they did. I I don't know. I feel confused about There's this still one. almost a quarter of the episode left, Zach. There's still six minutes left in I'm this aware. episode. I'm aware. And nothing's been accomplished. All that's happened is the study group is mad at each other. I wouldn't say that nothing's been accomplished. I... I I wouldn't shit on it at that point, but I do think the jokes are hit and miss when we're outside of that big group scene, and the the lessons and politics at play in this episode that's supposed to kind of have something to say about a current event at the time doesn't register at all. So the school's data gets leaked. Now instead of everyone being mad at the study group, they get mad at each other because of what they've discussed through email. Who was emailing each other this in much 2015? in 2015? Yeah, nobody. Still more fat jokes. Mm-hmm. Classic fat jokes. 
Like, they could have done anything else. Like, even the jokes where he's like, there's nobody black or Jewish in the crowd, and he's like, are there any blacks or Jews? Well, blacks are... I think that yeah. is kind of funny, and it's not That's funnier funniness. because you're not... Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like it's still about something that's not funny, but it's funnier because there's no like face to the hate really. He's just like shouting it into the ether to a blank audience. But when he's calling someone fat, that's just bad writing. Mhm. The best part of this episode is the lore that that Leonard had an affair with Garrett's girlfriend in 2009 and that uh <laughs> that Leonard says she enjoyed that he enjoyed her as much as she enjoyed his plagiarized poetry. <laughs> I have the idea of Leonard like pulling out a poetry book and reading it to his girlfriend and it being like Dr. Seuss stories. <laughs> like, I wrote this for you. Hop on this. pop. <laughs> oh, and the part where Garrett gets dragged away while he's trying to attack Leonard is actually really funny. Yeah. All the stuff he yells, he's like, I will kill you. I've seen all your cartoons about me. I am the school's <laughs> worst nightmare. I am a Garrett with no soul left to steal. <laughs> He's unhinged. That almost made it on my favorite funny moments. That's a good moment. And yeah, now we're at, you know, with five minutes left or whatever, we're at this ending scene where everything is kind of undone. Everything sort of goes back to normal. Uh, But they're all like, how can things go back to normal after? I don't know. I don't know. It's the end of the episode. uh, Them... I... It makes me frustrated because this scene just feels like them being frustrated in the writer's room, mm-hmm. not knowing how to wrap this up. So they like made a scene about not knowing what the ending is. And yes, yeah. I think that line where Chang is like, what's the lesson here? There, it, it just seems bad. It's really, really bad to me. I don't know if that affected you negatively, but the first time I said that, or the first time I saw that, it's just very much like showing not... or. Telling, not showing, and not having anything to well, tell. Well, and I'll do an example of where that works for me more so. There's an episode of Solar Opposites where everyone's doing bad things, and at the end they're like, oh, did we learn a lesson from this? And they were like, not really. Let's put on this like lesson learner device that teaches us uh-huh. a lesson. And so stuff has nothing to do with that. But like that's a show where they're trying to not have a lesson, but this community one, it's almost like they were looking for a lesson but weren't sure where they landed. And, and it's so- an episode that really needs a lesson because yeah. it brings up real issues. And it's not the only time that the show's done this when it comes to, like, putting a pin on something at the end, either. Mm-mm. A free government terrorizes privacy. And then what was it? They just started trying to make t- terrorists terrorized. terrorized. Terry not. Terry the terrorist. Terry not for terrorism, terrorism terrifies. terrifies. Yeah, that was that's funny, not... the way Chang mm. said that. I thought it was funny. Mm. But it's just, like... <laughs> Clever wordplay to make you forget that there that nothing happened. Is it? Because all I said was terror. Terry terror. <laughs> Terrorist terror. Terry. I like the ending at least. Even yeah. though, again, I think it's problematic politics. The hacker that was a problem the whole time was just a kid. And what is the show trying to say through that about stuff like I'm the Sony hack? I'm just a hack? kid you know what I mean? life I... is a nightmare. But I'm making a real point, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> the point but, is, go buy Simple Plans album. Are they trying no to say... No pads, no helmets, just balls. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Is that what it's called? I think so. It's the album's called. But are they trying to say that like you shouldn't care about hackers because it's just kids? No. 
Because in this episode, they both kind of imply that the hacker is the kid and the person who knows how to do anything about the hacking as a kid. Ah, the future the, through the mouths of babes, Zach. Children are the future. Yeah. Children are the future and crime doesn't pay. Go on, put on your big old diapers. There's nothing wrong with it. Do you think there's a good episode hiding in this episode? Because I do. Somewhere. I think there's parts of a good episode. I almost think if it focused more on the landscape of the school in a post-email leak world more than the comedy performance at the heart of it. Here's the lesson. No one's free when they're one of anything. Hmm. From Warburton. Star of the show. I sleep alone with one eye open. That's why I'm not the one in cuffs. Talk that your kid shit, delivers those lines like a star. That's the one cop that I'm here for. Well, yeah. Because he's not a cop. He's a hero. There's a I don't know if I'd be way happier if all cops were kids and it's a more innocent world. Or if way more people would get shot if, if all cops were kids. I mean, but the right the people gun. would get shot if cops were kids. What do you mean? I mean, it wouldn't be race-based, it'd be crime-based. It would just be shooting as cool and fun, <laughs> yeah, which is basically but... what it is now. I don't know yeah. how much different it would be. <laughs> oh, and the way that they end it with them all, like, laughing around a table and, like, feeling good about how the conclusion that they came to, even though there wasn't really one, rings really false for me, and not in a that solar opposites way where the joke mm-hmm. is that there wasn't a lesson. It feels like they made a joke about there not being a lesson because they could not come up they with a lesson. They couldn't come up with what they're, yeah. Yeah. And since they're all on a forgiveness <laughs> forgiveness spree, the episode before the intag pretty much ends with Elroy saying, and I'm sorry I made 3D likenesses of all of your naked bodies. And since they're all feeling forgiven, Annie says, it's okay. Really? No. <laughs> and that's the end. I like the intag. I do too. I think uh, Kakowski is one of the cooler, funnier epi- uh, like characters in this episode. I think he has some funny stuff. I think the idea of Warburton, of Warburton is funny, and they don't do it too much. They do it just the right amount. Yeah. Of him being this really dark, contemplative kid that, I don't know, has just really accepted his, his part as a cog in a machine without any individuality. I think it's funny. I feel like flying. I don't jump I don't off, jump buildings. off buildings. Do you believe in God, Warburton? <laughs> <laughs> and what I say to Steven after every podcast ends is, you know there's no rule that says we have to be friends, right? <laughs> Hocus pocus. That's the end of the episode, Steven. Since we've been focusing on some negative in this episode and some of the more recent, I want us to end this with what were a couple of things that you did like about this episode. I like Warburton. I like the finding out scene. I like the characters. Like, the actors did a great job in this episode. I think the writing was just subpar at times. I think this episode would have been fine if they had made the breakthrough of what the point is in the end. And if they had cut down a little bit on the fat jokes and if they had, uh, yeah, I think that's really it. If they had hammered home a good message and had gotten rid of a few of the targeted hateful jokes, I think Mm -hmm. it would have been a much more successful episode. And as always with these season six episodes, if the whole episode could have been packed with jokes as those eight minutes were, we would have been really talking. But unfortunately, that's not quite where this episode lands. So I'm kind of glass half full on this one. It's I would not call this a bad episode, but it's not particularly memorable or good either. Yeah, I think this is pretty mid 
Which is saying something considering there is a like higher tier community stretch of this episode. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it is so subpar that brings it down. Well, uh, let's end this thing up by figuring out who our MVP is in Mm -hmm. this one. I have a little bit of trouble because the best part of the episode, everyone gets a really good moment and it's not really one person stealing the show. Originally, I had written down that I was going to give it to Britta, but I just don't think I want to. Uh, honorable mention, I did have Garrett for his freak out as, mm-hmm. as they drag him away from Leonard and for Warburton as just being a really interesting character in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to give it's real close neck and neck between Frankie yeah. and Elroy. And I think I'm going to give the edge to Elroy because nice. he made me laugh a little bit more this episode. So and I Keith gave David my, really committed. I gave my MVP to Warburton. I think that he's a fucking star. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a great bit. But if I have to give it to a non-Warburton character, I, I'll go Frankie. Yeah. I honorable mention to Elroy and Garrett and Chang. I thought had a good episode too, mm-hmm. but not Britta. I love Britta, but the not reason Britta. that I had it as Britta is because I like to see Britta at the forefront. That's always mm-hmm. like a good thing that I like to see, and she's not really put down upon people kind of disagree with her when she makes her point but they do go along with it well they should have disagreed with her this time yeah i like one time they should have been like on moral of the show i like to see that out of britta but yeah i just don't believe britta would be this focused on yeah so warburton's my mvp but i'll give it to frankie okay well let's wrap this thing up next week we're gonna take a little pause once again from the final season of community to talk about the second in our series of four podcasts called america's next top sack and steven rewatch podcast we're gonna reveal to you the second of four shows that later this year you'll be voting between on twitter at you can't pod to help determine what our next full rewatch show is gonna be next year after we finish community this year it's exciting and the second one's going to be a great one, so I hope you check it out, and I hope you're excited. Yeah. I don't know about great, but I think it will be a very good podcast. I think you're selling it short. I think it's going to be plenty great. I think it's going to be a good podcast. But oh, I don't know why you'd say it's just good. I think it's going to be really phenomenal. Uh, okay, so also follow us on Twitter, you can't a pod, to keep up to date on which episodes we are asking for emails, trivia, episode MVP, favorite funny moment from you guys, all of that. Uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, where you can get Brokeback Bebop every week, you can get You Can't Disappoint Show live every week, and all kinds of backlogs of Patreon exclusive content. And this podcast, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, a full week early every single week. So go check that out. And Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, uh, yeah, make sure you come on down to the the, the Patreon. Zach's yeah. socks are full of holes and nothing patches and fills Zach's holes like cold, hard cash. So just stuff <laughs> him full of yep, them. Yep, I'd love to stitch a nickel to every single <laughs> hole in my socks. It'll make them That's uncomfortable. Well. But uh, <laughs> but uh, come on, follow us. Uh, come on over. Come on, Eileen. And hack into your own Twitter account. Hack yes. into your mom's Twitter, your mm-hmm. brother, your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, steal your girlfriend's phone and, and tweet from her Twitter. Uh, and come follow us over at You Can't Dis a Pod to stay up to date with what episode we're going to be talking about and when. Um, also, feel free to to hack into uh, the metaverse and follow us over on Instagram. Um, and Facebook would also be metaverse. I'm, I'm going to get there. 
Yeah, you just have to do it this way or else you can't say any of them. Exactly. Uh, over at Can't Disappoint Podcast, we're also on Facebook, speaking of Metaverse. Also, Facebook's f***ing stupid. They're like, oh, we have a virtual singer. She's got YouTube followers. She dreams of on a real... Hatsune Miku's been around. She gave oh, her yeah, first live is. show in 09. Yeah. So f*** you, Facebook, dumbass. Yeah, uh, Facebook. But come over to Facebook and give us a like and subscribe over there, uh, over at the whole name of the show, Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're also on YouTube for all your video needs. Uh, any need you could have via video, we'll, we'll find a need, fill a need. We'll do it. Uh, over at the whole name of the show, over on YouTube, too. We hope to see you there. Well, from inside the Gupta Gupti Gupta <laughs> fan club, Black and Jew Lives Matter, well, I'm Zach. I'm what? Steven. I don't know. Do we want to be pro-Israel today? Oh, is that the Jews? I don't really... Yeah, that's them. Is that the (laughs) Jews? Is Israel the Jews? Yes! I think that was botched. I think we should start it all over. (laughs) We started talking about kid play, and now we're... (laughs) Kid and play was House Party. What was that store called? Come on down to Mommy and Daddy's From My Inner Baby in Noblesville, Indiana. (laughs) Adult baby diaper lives matter. I'm Zach. (laughs) I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't sign off on any of this. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. I win.